the perfect customer. In podcasting, we call it the avatar or your ideal listener. This is basically the person who you create your podcast for. This is the person you have in mind whenever you press the button record. This is who your podcast is for, who the podcast deals with, who the podcast speaks to. In podcasting, we often say that you need to have the ideal listener in mind. And as many podcasters say, that you need to niche down as much as possible, which means you need to not be broad whenever you're thinking of your listener, but you need to find a specific person, a group which isn't big, but very, very small. Because that will equal to successful result. Because you'll be speaking to that person and that person will feel like you are speaking to them. But what about business? Is it the same in business as it is in podcasting or content creating? Well, some would argue no and some would argue yes. This is what today's episode will be about. We'll be talking about this perfect customer in a business sense. What is a perfect customer? What makes a customer perfect? And should we spend our time defining this perfect customer? And if so, how do we define our customer? Our perfect customer. And what will it do for you and your business? Well, that is why I invited Mr. KK Diaz on the show. Before we spoke about anything which has to do with this, I first asked him a little bit about himself just so that we got to know him a bit more. Lindo, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Um, there's no better way to start a year than with uh, with an interview and just being acknowledged and being appreciated. Um, yeah, and this is what I do, man. I love talking to entrepreneurs, seeing how I can help them. It's literally what I do every day. Um, so I'm pretty excited and I'm, yeah, I love sharing knowledge um the knowledge that i've gained from others uh, that's why i write the books that's why i host webinars that's why i coach clients so sharing is is my thing man um i'm excited yeah so yeah ready to go no i'm glad i'm so glad that you're excited i'm sure the listeners at home are also excited so before we start we'd just like to get to know you a little bit better uh maybe the sure. first question to ask is What's one weird thing or crazy thing which you do, which nobody or a few people know about you? Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's an interesting question. So, I mean, I, there's quite a few to tell. One of the first things is I, I love getting up early. So I'm a, I'm a 4 a.m., 5 a.m. guy every day. Um, I've really gotten into the habit of it and, and uh, predominantly or the main reason why is because I, I got uh, about just over 10 years ago, I started uh, studying uh, philosophy, the Vedanta philosophy to be specific. Uh, and maybe the philosophy, studying the philosophy is something that a lot of people don't know. So I don't do, uh, you know, the typical church thing. Um, I study philosophy and I apply other other forms of uh, personal development. And that's my religion. And that's my way towards uh, spiritual attainment. Well, that's awesome. And don't you get tired during the day, you know, because you wake up so early or you just used to it now? Like, So, so I do, but I... I can go on for much longer than most people can. Um, really? Yeah, I have very high levels of energy, high levels of stamina. Uh, and more than that, I think the greatest of all blessings 
is I found my purpose many years ago. And, you know, when you pursue your purpose and you every day you're working towards it, there are very few things that can give you the amount of energy that your purpose would, right? Um, I do get tired, but I outlast many, many people uh, because I'm just, you know, I'm just in there. And and I'm, uh, as you can tell, I'm not a hyped up person. Like I preserve my energy, right? So I can, I can, uh, it can carry me for much longer, but generally, bro, I can go on. And on. Okay. And on. Okay. That yeah. that's pretty yeah. interesting for someone who wakes up really early. Um. So you you were talking about finding your purpose. Um. Maybe you can just tell us what it is that you do. You know, and yeah. tell us a little bit more about yourself and what your purpose maybe is. Thanks. Um. So full name Gerardi Kujo Diaz. I'm I'm Betty by birth. Um. Uh, Born and bred in South Africa. I live in Johannesburg um, in Foy's. And yeah, I'm 42 years old. I've been an entrepreneur since I was nine. I have battle scars like nobody's business. I've failed so much in business, which is mm. why about 16 years ago, I decided to do what I do today, which is, um, you know, to help equip entrepreneurs with knowledge, with strategies, with tools, with systems um, in order to help them to succeed, right? Um, I mean, as somebody who does what you do, Lindo, you'll know that most entrepreneurs are great at, you know, their product or their skill, Um or the, you know, the particular service that they provide, but they are not necessarily attuned or, or trained at being a business person or being an entrepreneur. Um, and that's partly where, um, or rather a big part of my failure back in the days. Um, and, and yeah, when I chose to do this, it was, in, it was to help reduce um, that gap, you know, that failure gap, um, especially in the beginning um, of businesses, um, the three to five year uh, kind of phase where businesses or, or at least the founders who've started those businesses are really starting to realize that their knowledge and their skills will only carry them so far. Um, they'll typically work with us in order for, for us to help them to go to that next level. And that's all intertwined with, with my purpose really, which is, uh, you know, to help entrepreneurs to achieve prosperity, fulfillment, um, and then just, you know, for us to create a, a thriving community. Um, and it, it, you know, it comes from eliminating uh, poverty and hunger. You know, I hate the idea of, of people going to bed with no food. Um, and so all of that is intertwined. But in a single sentence, my purpose is really to help entrepreneurs to achieve prosperity and fulfillment through their work and through their business. Well, he sounds like the perfect person to have this conversation with. Well, let's get to the episode. I guess the only question I have to ask you right now is, are you ready to become less clueless? Clueless entrepreneurs, welcome to The Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Msane Podcast Network. My name is Ndoshem Sane and I am a clueless entrepreneur. I'm starting a business and I have no idea what to do. And if you can relate, then you are at the right place. Because this podcast is about helping you and I as clueless entrepreneurs to become better entrepreneurs and more successful entrepreneurs who are less clueless. So, my question for you is, are you ready to be less clueless? 
today we are talking about something which other people don't necessarily look at when they are starting a business and that's finding or determining what their perfect or who their perfect customer is. So perhaps before we start, somebody who's listening to this maybe does not even see the significance of this. So why is it important for an entrepreneur when they are starting a business to determine who their perfect customer is, who their target audience is? Uh, great question. And before I answer, Lindo, I just want to say, you know, one of the last comments you made was it's important for us to help each other, um, especially now, you know, things are so tough. So I just want to say big up for having started this platform. Man, and I, I do wish you all the best. Um, I love what you're doing. And thanks again Thank for you. the opportunity. So big up and keep pushing, man. And I think um, you are much needed. Um, so, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Um, back to the question. You know, it's something that's that's forever evolving, this uh, discussion around who your perfect customer is. So even for businesses that have been around for years and years and years, they need to go back to the basics and actually refine who they who their customer is. I mean, you look at how COVID and, 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 and the related lockdowns kind of changed how customers look for products, how they, how they consume those products. Um, and, and so as a company, you need to constantly be adapting to say, is this still my perfect customer? And if this is my perfect customer, how do I serve them? But back to the basics of um, the, the fundamentals of the question you ask, you know, the, the reason why you want to um, define a customer is because at the end of the day, this, the most important single purpose um, of, a, of a business is to provide products and services to someone or a group of people, right? And without customers, you actually don't have a business. And if you want to have a profitable, sustainable business, you need to know who the person or group of people um, that you need to be offering a particular product to. And sometimes you are guided by the need of the customer. Uh, sometimes you are guided by the customer uh, because, because you love working with that group of people. For example, you could be a, 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 an individual who loves to work with kids, right? And so you may not necessarily have a product in mind, but you know that you'd love to work with kids, but working with kids also means working with their parents, right? And so it's really about knowing that a particular customer may have an influencer or somebody else who buys on their behalf. And so <laughs> obviously we know little kids and toddlers don't necessarily walk around with money, right? And so understanding who the kid is, what kind of profile they are, is equally important in terms of understanding who their parents are, in terms of their background, what their aspirations are, what, they, what language do they speak, so that you can communicate better with them. Um, and maybe before selling your products is you need to, to find out what it is that they need so that you can uh, make sure that you are meeting, you know, that, that, um, that requirement that they have, um, to 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 the best of your ability to the best degrees um, as possible wow 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 those were some awesome value bombs i didn't realize that defining who your perfect customer can open so many doors in terms of discovering more about your sure. customer and how you can best serve their needs and i think that was a very important point those are very important points and perhaps maybe to just backtrack a little bit who is or what makes a customer the perfect customer? What makes a group of people the perfect customer or part of your idea of the perfect customer for your business? Great question. Um, so, so let me think about this for, for a second um, because I don't think, I don't think there's a, 
I've, I've come across a real definition um, to that very specific question, Lindo. So, so here's, here's my yeah. take, right? I personally think that a perfect customer is someone who needs your product or service, um, has the money to pay for it, is willing to pay for it, and keeps coming back to buy more of that product from you. Um, and, and actually, lastly, tells others about how amazing you are so that they can help you to get more customers. I would say that's what a perfect customer is. Wow. So let's recap. So your definition of a perfect customer is someone who needs your product, someone yes. who has money to pay for it, someone who's yes. willing to pay for it, and exactly. someone who's going to tell others about it. I don't know if I'm leaving anything out there. They keep coming back to they buy the product. Hopefully, back. yeah. Hopefully, mm. it's a product that you offer them every month, every week, every day, whatever the case may be. Um, and 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 just as a as a side note, that's one of the most uh, the most strategic ways to to build a sustainable business, which is to ensure that your product is is of a recurring nature of some sort. Unless, of course, you know it's a big ticket item, whether it's a car or a house, whatever the case may be. I mean, not too many people will keep coming back to buy houses yeah, from true, you, right? True, true, true. Yeah, but but w- when it comes to other products and services, you wanna you wanna try and make them um, such. You wanna define and productize them such that they can they can be uh, bought and sold on on a recurring um, revenue uh, basis. Mm. No, I really love that five point plan of yours. It's the first time I'm hearing of it. And I think it's something which is so, you know, amazing. And I think it's something which we need to really look at when we are starting our businesses that you need to look at this customer mm. from this perspective. Because some of us, you know, just think about it's so vague, you know, our idea of the, our customer, who our target audience is. And we, even miss the mark and end up serving the people who yeah. aren't yeah. our perfect customer per se or end up not finding our perfect customers and perhaps I've, I've heard this line that you know if you try and reach everyone then you won't reach anyone and other people you know it's, it's hard to grasp that because if you want to make sales you want to sell to as many people as you can but it's almost like if i focus on this small group of people, then that's when I'll be most mostly successful. Can you please try and reconcile those ideas to us? You know, why is it important for us to niche down? Yeah. Why is it important for us to focus on a small group of people in terms of the, the perfect customer, in terms of a specific target market? So, so I'm just going to drop something and then um, hopefully people will make a note and follow up on, on, on that particular note before I speak to what, what I would say yeah. are my comments on that. One of my favorite marketers is Seth, Seth Godin, uh, first name S-E-T-H, uh, surname is G-O-D-I-N. You know, he has a, 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 an incredible definition of what he calls your minimum viable audience, right? Meaning what is the, the most niche and the smallest group of people that you could provide your, your, your products and services to. He says, look and look and look and look for that customer. And by look, he means define it, right? Because as you go about uh, pro- uh, providing products and services to different people, you can see that there's this particular type of client that's just a perfect, perfect, perfect uh, match with who I am, mm. what my business does. Um, and, 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 and back to, back to that five uh, point criteria that I gave you now in terms of who makes, who is the, the perfect customer. But the, 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 the biggest reason you want to um, define 
um, and, and really do a great job of defining who your products, um, sorry, who your perfect customer is, is because not everybody buys the same. Not everybody wants exactly the same color product. Not everybody wants to consume your products the same way. Not everybody wants it delivered the same way, right? And so you need to make a conscious decision on who you want to serve. And unfortunately, or fortunately, that also means you then need to define who you ignore. Um, And then you build your model, your business model, that is, uh, and you refine your products and you package them um, continuously, right? You find ways of productizing and packaging them in such a way that it fits um, with your strongest understanding of your customer needs and their strongest needs. Because again, not everybody is the same. Not every group of your customer profile has the same amount of money, has the same background, speaks the same language, right? Uh, I mean, if, if I was speaking to you right now in the way that I speak to my elders, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand me as such. You wouldn't think I'm cool, right? But, but if, I, if you're my customer and I, you know, I'm also wearing a cap and, and I understand the, the slang and I speak the slang with you, uh, et cetera, et cetera, you, you would, the likelihood of you liking me, liking my brand, wanting and being willing to buy from me increases, right? And so the more we niche down on that person, on that profile or that persona, the greater the likelihood of us, in, um, you know, increasing the, the probability of, our, of the success of our business. Um, so it, it's a very critical thing. And I have to mention again, that it's a never ending process. Right. You need to continuously, just continuously speaking to your customer, testing and seeing whether what you're doing is serving them or not and, and adapting accordingly. Wow. I really like the element which you introduced that basically what is the result of you defining your customer or you niching down is that your customer gets to relate to you, gets to relate mm. to your to your product or your, your service. And basically they feel like you have created this product or service exactly for them you know because if there's no one who is specific who you're targeting then nobody will be able to relate to your brand to your product to your service and going back to what you said before then they won't come back because it's it's not really meant for them it does not resonate with them and so i really love that point and i really love that point that you're emphasizing that it's a never-ending process it's something you should continue continuously do you know as an entrepreneur and perhaps you know and yeah. sorry, Lindo, if, if I can just add one other thing, excuse me for that. No problem. Um, you know, one of the things that, that uh, businesses, uh, entrepreneurs need to be conscious about, especially since the, the recent changes uh, of COVID with, with the entire, um, you know, digital transformation uh, trend, is that one of the biggest things that has come out of research, and, and this, I have to be honest and say, it, it started prior to, to the COVID, recent COVID um, uh, situation, uh, pandemic rather, about maybe about three years before that, there was a, a massive shift and a massive trend of customers wanting products and services to be personalized, okay? Wow. I mean, if you look at Nike, what they've done with the shoes, uh, I think Mercedes-Benz did the same thing. Um, and and they actually got got into the trend much later, right? But the idea of personalizing, meaning, can I go to your store and pick a particular product and actually customize it to the specs that I want for myself, the colors and so forth? But it also means when you, your business, 
speaks to me, you need to call me by my name. You need to ensure that you are sending me communication that is very relevant to me, right? Uh, because if you don't, um, a very large percent, I think it's in the region of um, between 80 to 90%. If you do not personalize communication with your customers, there's a great likelihood that you will send them irrelevant messages mm. and that 80 to 90% will actually opt out wow. of your communication. Wow, wow, wow. Right. And they'll stop wanting to speak to you because you know, you're not relevant um, and you are not sending them information or, or catering to them um, information, products and services that actually speak to who they are. So it's very critical. Mm -hmm. Speak directly to your customer. Make it personal for them. Let them feel like you are speaking directly to them and that you have made your product or service exactly for them. I, I really like that. Thank you very much, Mr. Diaz, for all the value bombs that you've been dropping thus far. And, and perhaps maybe let me just ask you, what are some of the mistakes that we make, you know, as entrepreneurs whenever we are trying to define this perfect customer? What are some of the things which make us miss the mark, perhaps? Good question. Um, there's a few, right? One is we think everyone is like us. Okay. Oh. Uh, it's called projecting, right? Mm. Um, and I see it a lot with people who become coaches um, as an example where they, they need help, right? And so they start providing the help with, to other people, right? They, there's nothing wrong with that, but it can be a mistake when you are projecting your own needs to a particular customer segment and you think, oh, because I like it in this color, I like it in this quantity, I like it at this price, there's a great likelihood that my customers would. There's nothing wrong with making assumptions. Very important thing you need to do immediately after that is to test your assumptions, right? Um, so, so make sure you test your assumptions about, about um, you know, uh, thoughts that you have around what you believe your customers want, how they want it and what they're likely to, to, to pay for it. How often would they like to use it? And another one is to truly understand that there are certain products that are grudge purchases. Okay. We don't love to just, we're not excited about paying for those things, you know, whether it's insurance, legal fees. Um, and I remember way back when, um, where I, le I learned my trade um, working for Pastel, uh, which is now called Sage. And I was a payroll consultant for about, for about three to four years. And, and what happened was I was obviously exposed quite significantly to, um, you know, medium, uh, let's say the slightly more exposed small businesses, as well as the medium to large businesses. And then when I started my own consultancy, I clearly saw there was a gap, especially in, in, in African or black, uh, black owned businesses. And so my assumption was, Hey, these people don't have payroll services, so they definitely need it. And guess what? They didn't, it wasn't important to them, right? Hmm. They had other things that were important to them, whether it was sales marketing, um, you know, they had other issues in the business that they did want to digitally transform. Um, but payroll was one of the last ones. Um, and, and so it took me years to, to truly understand that there's something that customers just will never buy, no matter how important you think it is. Uh, so that's the second, um, uh, I think, uh, pitfall or, or uh, barrier that stops um, entrepreneurs and business owners from actually coming up with products and services that will 
meet um, that requirement. And it's actually called product market fit, right? So there are very specific things that you need to do in order to find that sweet spot and make sure that your product meets um, the needs of the customer, um, even around their perception of the product, specifically around their perception first, I think, because um, they have to be willing to, they, they have to believe that they need it and they have to be willing um, to pay for it. So if you don't truly get that, that match, uh, the likelihood of you succeeding in business is, is, um, is very low. You know, one other thing to add, or maybe a few more points to add to the importance of clearly defining your, your, your perfect customer is because in some cases, your perfect customer is actually a group of customers, right? And, and whether, you know, it, it's one single perfect customer or a few, what you, or rather, let me put it this way. The main reason uh, or other reasons why you want to look at, uh, uh, you know, consciously refining it is because different customers um, have got different channels through which want to be reached by you and therefore you that you have uh, access to, right? Um, they will also require different types of relationships. You know, you're, you're, for example, if you are speaking to somebody of your age, somebody of your profile, and as I mentioned earlier, somebody who's much more senior, who's much more older than the both of us, uh, you know, the way that you want to, as a business, to communicate to them and the type of relationship you want to have may be slightly different. And so it's really important for you to understand who that perfect customer is, how they like to be treated, going back to that uh, personalization aspect of, of the relationship that you, you need to have with them. Um, also, different customers have got different profitabilities, okay? Uh, I.e., some groups you'll make tons of money with, tons of profits with, but others, not so much. And so refining who they are and properly understanding who they are will really help you to maximize um, the opportunities that you have with those who are the most profitable. And maybe lastly, you know, um, some people still want to pay in cash, right? Some people are happy to go online and actually make a purchase while others, um, you know, will will have a credit card or even a debit card, but they're not willing to do that online purchase. They want you to invoice them and then they'll make the payment, right? Or cash and delivery, whatever the case may be. Um, so it's important for you to truly understand who that perfect customer is and how they like to be treated across all of those various aspects that I just touched on. I think one point which I'm really getting here, um, and thank you very much for what you've shared, is that when you've determined your perfect customer, it basically helps inform your decision making or your actions as a business. It helps you, you know, um, basically decide what you need to do or how you will basically serve your customer. As you said, you know, mm. for if you're perfect customer is someone who does not like using a card but likes using cash then you have to basically cater to to that specific customer but if you are confused about yep. who your customer is then you won't know things like that and yeah i can attest to that with with this podcast as well True. knowing who True. my listener is helps me you know 
cater the exact content that will be exactly for them and which will meet their needs directly. You've mentioned the mistakes to avoid when defining the customer. And, you know, you said we mustn't assume, which was a very important point, which I think many people do, you know, just assume that everyone is like them Mm. and they end up missing the mark, you know, where they try to meet their own needs instead of the customer's needs. And you said something about projecting, which I thought was very funny, but also very true. And I think it's something which we do need to be careful of. And perhaps looking at, you know, we've been talking about defining your customer and who the perfect customer is. How then do we go about, you know, defining this perfect customer? What's the process behind it? What are the steps we need to take when we are actually defining our perfect customer? So there, there are various ways to do this, um, you know, and it, it, one, of the, one of the biggest um, things that will advise an entrepreneur, how they go about doing um, the the research will be based on their own background. Meaning if you want to sell to doctors and you've worked in a, in a practice or you've worked in a, in a medical supplies uh, business and you've had enough or or, uh, adequate uh, or reasonable amount of experience and interactions with doctors, then there's quite a lot that you already know, right? And so you could start by saying, hey, you know, I have seen how certain doctors typically buy a certain uh, consumable. And so you could uh, literally take that consumable in terms of samples and go and speak to a few doctors um, trying to sell it to them and then use the feedback in order to define who uh, or to build the profile of your customer, right? But if you don't have experience at all, or you don't have, you haven't been truly exposed to your customer or, or your customer profile, you want to start with something that's called a problem interview, right? And this is something that's big in the in the in the tech space, where if you want to build a piece of technology uh, or you want to refine it, um, as a matter of fact, we suggest that don't even start putting down a single piece of code until you've done what you know what I said, which is uh, problem interviews. Now, problem interviews, um, you would typically need to have something that guides you around a particular problem, which is normally your hunch, your gut feeling, your experience will tell you, hey, you know, certain people tend to struggle with this thing, or I'm a certain type of profile, and I know there's a lot of people like me, and I'm struggling with this thing, um, let me dig in a bit and speak to a few more people who are like me or who are like that group of people. Ask them five to 10 questions um, around, you know, a particular thing that I thought is a problem. Ask them, hey, is this thing a problem? Um, how are you dealing with it? Um, the current solutions that you are using, are they, how good are they? To what extent are they helping you to solve the problem? What would be an ideal solution for you? How much would you be willing to pay for those uh, for that particular product? How often would you use it, et cetera, et cetera? You know, uh, what have you used in the past? Those seven, eight, nine, ten questions would be um, are, are typically great in helping you to define um, who your target customer is, right? Um, so, so. And what you want to do is you want to interview anywhere between 10 to 20. You actually don't need to do too many. Um, but what you want to do is you want to start looking at similarities. Similarities not only in their answers and responses, but you also want to look at similarities around their profile, i.e., is it a lady who's young, who has a car, she has a job, or is it a granny 
who has kids at home looking after her her, her children's kids, um, i.e. Her, her her grandkids. Um, you know, uh, is it someone ohola e grant the monthly grant every month or whatever the case may be? Wherever you find similarities, you start piecing them together, and then that's how you actually start coming up with something that, at a high level, we would call uh, that we would call it a customer profile or a customer segment. Okay. Now, within each customer segment, a customer segment is typically a group of people, right? It could be um, individuals who are professionals who live in the northern suburbs, for example, right? But within that segment, you will start finding what's called customer personas. Because in the northern suburbs, professionals, you will typically find Abu KK, who are business strategists, but they're entrepreneurs. I'm a professional, but I'm an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, I love my freedom versus someone else who may uh, also be a professional, but they love working a nine to five, right? Now you can start to understand that our aspirations will probably be very different. The types of freedoms that we love, that we um, aspire to would be different. Our goals, our lifestyles, all of those things start to be different. And that means you may have similar as a, a, a customer profile or customer segment, but within that segment, you have different personas, you know, a KK who's a professional. Um, and, and within that group, maybe I will Lindo but maybe what differentiates me between Lindo um, and, and what differentiates KK and, and the Lindos of this world is, an, is the age, right? Because I have kids, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I need to start saving up for certain things um, and, and make sure I'm paying for certain things. But you might also be an entrepreneur, but you may not necessarily be consuming some of those things, yeah. right? All of those things start to define who your customer is and therefore who uh, the customer persona is and therefore the niche that you may want to um, may want to target and pursue. Wow. So, um, and also there are tools. There are also tools that can help you out there um, you know, there are things like, um, like uh, market research, which um, can be expensive, can be daunting to do, but we have found how um, problem statements, rather problem interviews are great at helping you to build that foundation. And then you can actually use the answers that come out of that from 10, 20 people to truly go out and start testing the, the product or service and uh, and maybe this is a conversation at another, um, at another uh, time but sometimes testing products does not mean actually having samples right it means building landing pages and testing to see if people will buy one of the biggest mistakes also that you shouldn't make um, that many many entrepreneurs make is don't ask your your friends and your family if they would buy something from you because guess what <laughs> all of them are going to say yes. The best way to test is to have that product and say, here it is, give me the 50 bucks or give me the thousand bucks. Um, Let's see if you'll buy it. I.e. in your head, you you ask that question is, let's see if this person will buy it. A different conversation starts to happen. Or I can't really afford it. Or actually I've thought about it. I don't actually need it, et cetera, et cetera. Again, then you start refining. I'm not necessarily buying my product. Maybe I need to go for those kind of people. Again, it's an ongoing and continuous, um, continuous uh, journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. an ongoing, continuous journey. I, I, I love that, and I love 
how you you know it's about testing the market and not necessarily doing samples and things like that but actually going out there and serving um starting to serve and starting to um basically do what you are supposed to be doing and seeing the reactions that you're getting from the market i really love the problem exactly, interview exactly, process yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, sorry, sorry I really, go ahead I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I really love the problem interview. Um, the whole process, you know, it's something which is, I think, very important and how you look at it, you know, going out there asking people and getting what they are, their reactions to your product, to your service, and then picking up some patterns, picking up, um, and putting together your customer profile, then going deeper and going into the customer personas. I think that is something which is so wonderful. And I really, really love that process. And I do think that you who is listening at home right now, wherever you are, you need to start implementing this. And perhaps, you know, people might have, you know, just started their business and just mm. started selling or whatever, and they didn't really do this. And I think it's a very important step, which can True. really differentiate your business uh from your competitors or which can make your business successful um in, instead of a failing business and 100 perhaps... 100% lindo and and sorry man uh, something else to add is it's, yeah it's never too late to actually start with this process because that's mm. what's going to help you to refine the product right mm. and and to productize it in such a way uh, that your customers would love to receive it and one of the best ways to actually uh, do that is to get feedback from paying and consuming customers. So, so one of the things that we suggest as part of our, um, let's call it uh, the, the eight steps to, to marketing and sales success, you want those repeat customers, right? You want the customer that's bought from you to come back. Ask that client, ask them, are they happy or not? And if they're not happy, make sure you fix what they're not happy with because there's a great likelihood that another customer will not be happy about the same thing. So constantly getting feedback even if they are happy, ask them, so how else can we improve your product, the product and service or the way that we're delivering it to you and so forth? It, again, it helps you to refine and refine and refine. Mm. It's not too late if you've started your business and you skip this process. It's not too late, as Mr. KK has been saying, that you constantly refine it. It's an ongoing process. Get feedback from already existing customers who will keep coming back and then refine your product, refine this customer profile, and then you will end up knowing who your perfect customer is and you'll end up offering um, better services and better products to your customer. So thank you very much for everything that you've shared. Uh, I don't know if perhaps you mentioned a few resources. Uh, perhaps are there any other tools which we can use um, to to help with this process? 100% Lindo. And, and again, it's a, it's a pleasure. So, you know, Google is a, is a fantastic uh, resource, okay. right? Uh, so, you know, asking questions like, how do I create a buyer persona? How do I define my perfect customer? Feel free to, to, to go and do that. But one of the, one of the, you know, companies that I loved, loved working with, um, for, for the last eight years or so is a company called HubSpot. You know, they were one of the, just the pioneers of, of inbound marketing and, and they have a free tool called, um, uh, build my persona right? Um, my, build my persona tool. So search for it. Uh, it's free. 
Um, yes, they will start marketing to you um, after that, but it's a fantastic tool. They ask you questions. Um, you use, uh, you even use avatars. So, um, you know, you, you get to create the customer. If it's a guy or a lady or whatever the case may be, you actually start playing with those features. Um, and, and they literally just keep asking you questions. It's an automated process. It works very well. You can get it done in 10 minutes, um, at least your first draft. Or less than that, if you have answers to those questions, and if you don't have uh, answers to the questions that they ask, you can obviously save it and, and go back to the to the draft and, and keep uh, just refining it. I love the tool; it works uh, phenomenally well. But there are many free templates out there um, that um, that can be used in order to define um, to help uh, entrepreneurs define their their ideal or perfect customer. Wow, wonderful! Build my persona is that what it's called? Build, Build my, my persona. persona. 100%, yeah build my persona so make sure that you go check it out actually we'll link it down below so make sure that you check the show notes below and you can build your persona thank you very much for sharing that and thank you very much for all that you've shared now i know that people at home are wondering where can we reach you you know what is then your call to action for the customers i mean for the listeners at home uh where do you want us to go LinkedIn is probably the best way to get a hold of me personally, right? Um, so if you go to LinkedIn, you search for KK Diaz, uh, surname is D-I-A-Z, you'll, you'll find me. There's, <laughs> I'm probably the only one in the country, um, if not the continent, um, at least. Um, but I know you'll find me there. Uh, however, my company name is A-Game Business, um, and therefore uh, going to agamebusiness.com is, is also another way. And we've got tons and tons of freebies there. Um, including a 30-day trial to a digital marketing toolkit uh, that I'd love to extend uh, to your listeners. So maybe maybe we can include that link uh, on the show notes as well. Um, it's uh, it's a phenomenal uh, toolkit that will help entrepreneurs to truly understand the fundamentals and the basics, uh, and even more uh, to help them really build a marketing foundation. You know that they can use in order to compete in today's um, today's highly competitive and, and very very much digital space so yeah that's uh, that's my call to action and thanks Lindo well first of all thank you very much to Mr. KK Diaz for sharing all of these wonderful insights and value bombs on today's episode of the clueless entrepreneur well I have learned so much more and I know you have too if you didn't have time to write down all the notes, don't you worry because we have the show notes available. All you have to do is just use the link down below for you to access these show notes and the other previous show notes from the previous episode. Don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform you are listening or watching from. If it is on YouTube, then subscribe. If it is on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. Spotify, subscribe. I mean, you get the point. Just subscribe wherever you are. And please do follow us on our social media pages. It is at Msane Pod Network on Instagram and Msane Podcast Network on Facebook. Follow me on my personal accounts at, at the Dando Man on Instagram. That is at the D A N D O W Man on Instagram and at Lindom Sane on Twitter. Share this episode with your friends and your family and this podcast with your friends and your family or anyone who you think it will be useful to. It is me, Lido Simpson, the clueless entrepreneur. And remember, it is okay to be clueless. So long as you're listening to this podcast, you won't be clueless for long. <laughs>